Welcome to the Wave Strength. Innovative solutions for a secure retirement. Presented by Pacific Life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wave Strength podcast. I'm Destiny Lara, AVP of Participant Experience and Financial Education at Pacific Life. I'm excited to have Dr. Chi Sun, our financial economist, with me here today to dive into her latest edition of the newsletter, Financial IQ with Dr. Chi. Chi, welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Chi again with the Wave Strength, and I'm so happy to have this episode with Destiny. So this latest episode is all about student loans and the impact it has on, on retirement readiness and savings in general. So Chi, let's start with it, just the, the sentiment of today's college students and how they're feeling about student loan. Yeah, sure. So um, in order to put together this article, I kind of do some research by myself. So one interest study I find is from Ohio State University. So uh, they conducted research to understand the college student financial wellness. Um, one interesting finding is they mentioned that actually students hold a very high level of aversion towards student loan. So basically it means they don't want to use student loan. And they also discussed the top three reasons why students don't want to use student loan. The first one is they think student loan brings unnecessary stress on themselves. I think which is very reasonable, right? You don't want to have a number kind of hanging on the top of your head, right? And the second reason they think student loan will drag down, like kind of stop them having their wants in the future. Uh, and I think this is actually not only their concerns. Uh, I also mentioned in the article, based on the data, I actually find that uh, student kind of stop student or, you know, the future graduate to have, um, to stop kind of slow down their decision, this kind of lifetime decision, for example, student loan will actually stop them or I will say slow their decision to buy their first home and maybe, you know, slow down their marriage and, you know, the decision to have the first child. So this is our real, I would say, reality. It's not only about students' concerns. And the third reason is they think student, they are not able to pay back the student loan on time, which I think also a reality, right? Like, um, I still remember there is one example in my life. So I, I remember I met this medical graduate uh, when I take the Uber and uh, he was the Uber driver. And he was like, he is finishing the medical school, but his first full-time job will not, stop, uh, will not start uh, probably eight, nine months later, but he has to start paying back a student which is as much as I think he mentioned, like almost a thousand dollar to pay back. So he has to do this part-time job, Uber driver job to pay back a student loan on time, actually. So this is quite a reality, I would say. Yeah, and it, it makes a lot of sense to, like you said, have that hanging over their head as they're trying to concentrate on their schoolwork. But at the same time, student loans are a necessity for a lot of college students because, I mean, it, it's an expensive cost that not everyone has saved for. Yeah, right. Um, that's kind of, I would say, the another side of the harsh reality. We see the education costs keep increasing over years. And sometimes it's joking, the increase rate for education is even higher than the salary increase rate, right? Um, so for most students, they're not actually option to use student loan. They have to do that, right? Yeah, I know it was part of my 
my financial plan in, in terms of getting a college education and, and something that I had to work through myself, um, which brings me to the the after um, college and when it comes time to pay that off and, and the end result. And that, that student loan financial burden is a little disproportionate um, in terms of it, the financial well-being after after college. So particularly for women. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, one of my demographic. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I think you are absolutely right. And I, I'd um, kind of touch a little bit on um, how student loan impact uh, graduates with different demographic background in the article as well. Um, so one, I would say one typical thing I found based on the data. So that data is tracking uh, graduates for up to 10 years after their graduation. So based on data, I kind of realized that the female graduates with student loan are generally uh, worse off than um, the male counterparts. Um, so I use different measures to check how well they're doing with our personal finance. And one measure is to check um, whether they have uh, enough cash on hand uh, to cover any liquidity needs or slash emergency needs in the next month. So the data actually said that um, the percentage of female heavy student borrowers report, reporting having difficulties to, ha uh, to have the $2,000 emergency cash on hand is actually 50% more, uh, more than the male borrowers. So this is kind of very significant difference between uh, the financial wellness between female borrowers and the male borrowers. Yeah, and that that research also dove into racial differences as well. Yeah, what what did you see there? Um, so actually, once we consider the racial difference, is uh, um, it's gonna actually aggravate the problem we see. Um, so the same, you know, with the same measurement, like how much cash they have on hand, we see black female actually, uh, kind of on the bottom. We only see 18% of the black female reported they're confident to have that $2,000 cash on hand. But that, that number is 45% for white male. And I think the Asian male is on the top. It's kind of like 57% of Asian male reported they're super confident to have that cash on hand. Yeah, and in that study, they had a, a comparable amount of student debt, so that wasn't necessarily the driver, right? That they had more or less student debt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say yes. Um, that's kind of one thing I want to point out is that I do not think student is only reason that those minority groups are fall behind. I think in general they have this kind of wealth gap existing. And this kind of those minority groups, I think, are most likely need, um, you know, more attention from us, from the universities to help them plan for their personal finance. Yeah, I, that sounds like a great way to, to help close the gap um, between all the whether it's gender or racial uh, disparities um, and, and the wealth gaps there. I know, you know, Pacific Life is involved in a LifeFest financial literacy program where low-income high school students who are potentially first-generation college students get the opportunity to go to a campus, a, a college campus, for a week in the summer. And they learn about things such as financial literacy, and it helps prepare them not only for the college experience, but one of the things that comes out of that is they develop a life plan while they're there. 
So they pick a career that they are interested in and pretend that's where they're going to get their first job and they know what that average salary is starting out. And they put together a budget and figure out how to live off that and, and figure out how they're going to pay those student loans back as well as save for retirement. So they're they're starting to think early about putting away something to save for retirement as well. Yeah, I, I think that's an awesome program. Um, I I have been with a program once last summer, but overall, I think having financial education for younger cohorts, even including the current college student, is super important. So why I'm saying this is, uh, I think in the article, I also, that's kind of one of the key takeaways I, I want my audience to have this time is that uh, you you don't want students to feel struggle about their finance when they're attending school. And eventually they're going to give up the school because of their personal finance issues. That's definitely not what we want because we think, well, in the article, I also talk about like education is like an investment, right? It, we're going to pay back in the future, but that's only under the condition you finish schoolwork, right? Uh, but for those students who borrowed to attend, attend school, and they're, they're struggling about their personal finance, like budgeting, saving, and paying back at the same time, and then eventually they gave up, then the, uh, the investment on education won't actually pay back for them. So this is something I think um, definitely need uh, to raise our awareness. Yeah, there's there's a balance between figuring out how much debt to take on and that you're going to have to pay back and, um, and how much school to have. So... Um, you know, so that you you don't have that burden hanging over you while you're trying to concentrate on your classes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think overall financial education, like what we're doing right now, I think is super important for, um, you know, um, the the coming cohorts, you know, uh, for those students, for those students who are going to college and for those currently in college. So I think um, a lot of things for us to go in the future. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I actually have two nieces graduating high school there. They just did. And, um, you know, I, I thought to myself, how can I make a difference with them just as they're starting out now um, in their, you know, they're going to college and, and starting their, their life after high school. And so what, what piece of information can I leave with them and help increase their financial knowledge as they're getting started? So I decided instead of handing over just the, the normal check that most people write and put in a, a nice graduation gift card to write a check, but have them open a Roth IRA. And just, you know, even if they, they let it sit there through college, um, they'll get to that first experience of learning how to invest and watching it grow while they're in college. And, and then hopefully that way, they, they're not starting from nothing when they do graduate and feel like even if they can only put in $20 a week when they start their career, that that's okay. It's building upon what they've already started. Um, and if they're graduating college and maybe when they do graduate college, you know, another great gift is to, to make a student loan payment right. um, to the, for those, those graduating um, seniors as well. Yeah, I, I think that's a brilliant idea. And, uh, you know, I can't not you know, just share more with me what they're doing in the future, you know, just update me. Absolutely. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, for sure. Chi, thank you so much for joining us today and explaining to us how student loans can be a challenge for college students as they embark on their career and balance paying off those student loans with other financial obligations.
It's my pleasure, and um, thank you, Desi, to having me with the Weave Dreams again. And I am glad to share this with our audience. And I think it's super important to have this information delivered to them. Like education is something we definitely need to do for our coming, like younger cohorts. And um, just、I'll、look forward to our next episode. Yes, thank you, everyone, for joining us、uh, on this episode of the Wave Strength Podcast. We'll see you next time. This has been another episode of the Wave Strength, presented by Pacific Life. Don't forget to catch us on YouTube and make sure to subscribe. Although this podcast is presented by Pacific Life, the opinions and views expressed are those of the hosts and participants, and do not necessarily reflect Pacific Life's views on any of the topics discussed. Unless otherwise noted, Pacific Life is unaffiliated with any other company mentioned. Pacific Life is a product provider. It is not a fiduciary, and therefore does not give advice or make recommendations regarding insurance or investment products. Pacific Life, its affiliates, its distributors, and respective representatives do not provide any employer-sponsored qualified plan administrative services or impartial advice about investments, and do not act in a fiduciary capacity for any plan. Pacific Life refers to Pacific Life Insurance Company and its affiliates, including Pacific Life and Annuity Company. Insurance products can be issued in all states except New York by Pacific Life Insurance Company or Pacific Life and Annuity Company. In New York, insurance products are only issued by Pacific Life and Annuity Company. Product availability and features may vary by state. Each insurance company is solely responsible for the financial obligations accruing under the products it issues. This podcast was recorded on June. Fourteenth, twenty twenty-three. Thanks for joining us on today's show. We'd love to hear from you. Join the conversation below and leave a comment on your thoughts on what the industry can do better for participants as it pertains to lifetime income solutions. And if you'd like more interesting content, click one of these links over here.